All right, if you guys are still listening, it means you survived my set. That's good. That's really good. Your brains are intact. Uh, you should check out the next show, January 17th, with Natalie Berkey, Rory Eustace, and Luke Swisher. It's going to be lit. This is Lampshade Media Presents Live! <laughs> Welcome to Lampshade Media Presents Live! Yeah! Uh, we have an amazing night here tonight. I am so excited. You're going to see Leslie Battle tonight. Yeah! You're going to see Joel Good tonight. And in, not, in the not-too-distant future, you're about to see Courtney Taylor. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are very excited to be here, and I want to thank everybody that made this happen tonight real quick in this boring intro. Um, I want to talk about you guys first, because you guys all came here and supported this event, and I can't fucking appreciate you more. So give it up for yourselves first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the money from this show goes to the comedians, and uh, some of it goes to other artists that are doing marketing stuff. Like we have graphic designer, photographers, uh, like like Tiffany here, who's doing a great job tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, Griffin uh, Griffin Browning makes our posters, and we give him a little scratch. Donnie Mossman made this logo, which you know. So we're trying to support people, not just the comedians, but anyway, all of your money goes to that so thank you so much and because of local businesses like paddy wagon we can give you guys some food and still give all that money to the comedians so uh the sheriff came through for us you guys had some of that paddy wagon back there yet yeah yeah zach helped us out he's been supporting this thing from the very beginning and i love him so much so eat some paddy wagon every time you get a fucking chance people and uh, just just in the nick of time for this show, Platform Brewing came through, and I couldn't be more excited. Have you guys had some of that? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're drinking some Platform beers, we're eating some Paddy Wagon, and we're going to, uh, during the Q&A that will be after the show, so stay tuned for that, listeners. And you guys here in the audience, think of some amazing questions, because the Garden is giving away sex toys. We will all discover what those are at the same time. I haven't opened the bag. <laughs> Actually, uh, can somebody throw me that pink bag? Because they also gave us some door prizes, and I totally spaced on that one. <laughs> thank you, thank you. From the garden with love. Yes, we have all kinds of lubricants. Nope, that's a bullet. We were going to find out together. All right, we got some lubes here. Later, get some of that. Ben. All right. Everybody. Oh, here's a good one. This is this one's purple. I, I, hopefully it's vegan. Anybody need a lube? We got a lube back. Yeah. Oh, Steven, no. I think there's more lube in here, but we want to save some for you so the toys are still in there. You know what I mean? All right. In the back. <laughs> 
I have just personally lubed the back row. <laughs> I think everybody, ha nobody has any excuses. We can all have a good time tonight. So thanks to the garden. And next up, what I would like to do is I'm trying something new. I got a lot of friends in the local music scene. Have you guys listened to any local bands in Columbus? Yeah. Man, I'm so fucking glad to hear that. Um, so I've got a good friend of mine, and I didn't even try to sound like Nick Glasser there. Very good friend of mine, Tony Casa from Zoo Trip. And if you guys, uh, if you guys haven't seen these bands, they are doing about every goddamn festival that's ever existed. Am I right, Tony? All right, come on up, man. This is Tony. He will be your host tonight. Tony Casa of Zoo Trippin'. If you guys were listening to the music before the show, it was all Zoo Trippin'. So if you were into that, you're into this. And if you hated it, then he's still really cool. Love you, man. Love you, buddy. If you don't like it, just share it with an enemy. It'll be fine. Um, okay, so we talked about the sponsors and things. One of the things that I wanted to touch on, though, was the Q&A afterwards. Be sure to really start turning your gears when these comics are up here for a, a, a ridiculous question, whatever, or an interesting question, as long as it's not what's your favorite color, because that's not going to win anything. But you could totally win these sex prizes. But another thing that's cool about it is if your question's good enough and these comics decide, oh, we want to talk to them again, there will be a podcast that they're on that you can call in and ask another question so you can be part of the action. Just like how you're part of the action right now with Big Brother's microphone back there and everything. That's, which that's pretty cool, too, by the way. It's like... Uh, Pixar's older brother or something like that. <laughs> Without all the Chinese censorship and everything. So, uh, for the, our first comic coming up here, and just before we get everything started, I just wanted to say, um, respect the space, be respectful to your comics, obviously. Turn your phones on silent, because you don't want to be that weirdo during the recording that everybody looks and points and, and heckles brutally. So our first comic up here has performed at the Narbecue, Mu the Narbecue Music and Arts Festival as well. You can catch her at places like Wonder Doug's Variety Showcase. That's at Shrunken Head. You can also find her at the Shadow Box. And she is a newly named cast member of the Monday Night Live, which is like a uh, live sketch show. Definitely check that out. Funny Bone Local Talent Showcase finalist. And for her dates, be sure to keep up with her Facebook. And that's Courtney. Courtney without EU. Very important. Courtney without EU. Taylor. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Courtney Taylor, everybody. Wow, y'all are more excited than I expected. I usually wear heels. That helps with this. All right. Um, can I get, first of all, can I get a shout out to my parents for coming out to the show tonight? You guys, can I get a round of applause? Thank you. Thank you. I'm mostly kidding. They're not here. Um, <laughs> They aren't, they're not, they're not actually that proud of me for, for a while. Okay, so they're not that proud. Uh, <laughs> my little brother just graduated high school, which is really all they can expect from him at this age. And my sister just became a doctorate of psychology. I work at a sex shop and do this for fun. <laughs> More shameless garden plugs to come. Um, but yeah, so for a while I was like, well, my parents are more proud of me than they would be if I was a stripper. And then my mom was like, honey, strippers get paid to be on stage. It's a sick mom burn. It is. Uh, I'm 25 years old. I feel like that's a pretty weird age to be. My friends keep doing some real kooky shit. Uh, one of the examples would be getting pregnant on purpose. Yeah. I was appalled. I know they're doing it on purpose because they keep using this really gross phrase around me. The phrase is, we're trying. 
We're trying as a socially acceptable way for my friend Catherine to sit across from me in an olive garden and tell me that her boyfriend is nutting inside of her. <laughs> and I can't get away with that same shit, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, Catherine, me and my boyfriend are trying something new, too. Um, I call him daddy. He holds me at knife point and makes me prove I've been taking my birth control. <laughs> Super sexy. Do you guys want to hear about my first trip to Planned Parenthood? Cool. So I went to Planned Parenthood for emergency contraception. Um, that's not an abortion, but it's where you still have time to fix the mistake before you have to get an abortion. And um, I did that because I didn't want to have a comedian's baby. <laughs> None of you want that, trust me. Um, and so I went to Planned Parenthood. I was waiting. I was by myself. I hadn't even told my mom I was going or anything. And at first, I was sitting in the waiting room. I was feeling super empowered, like woman in charge of her own sexuality, birth control babe, if you will. <laughs> but then it got closer and closer to my appointment. I started getting more and more anxious. And suddenly, as I was sitting there, it occurred to me that I could have just blown him to get back at my parents. <laughs> Okay, so we talked a little bit about um, getting paid to do comedy. I actually do get paid to do comedy sometimes when lovely folks like you fucking support the arts. So gang, gang, thank you for that. Give a big round of applause to yourself. Let's talk about another time that I got paid twelve fifty to do a show. So I got paid $12.50 to be on this show. I'm not going to name the show because it's not important. It was actually a very good show. It's not the host's fault that they couldn't sell tickets. It's location thing but anyway they didn't even have the 1250 in cash y'all they were venmoing me the 1250 but here is the problem i didn't know because i was new to venmo that they put like an extra like 50 cent charge on there and then they take it off or whatever to test your account you know they charge you an extra 50 cents or a dollar or something problem is i'm really poor so that 50 cents overdrafted my account and I had to tell this story to a bank teller <laughs> and if I remember correctly she said something along the lines of that's the saddest thing I've ever heard please give this poor girl her money back but uh yeah that that joke had a punchline at one time probably about 13 months ago sorry sorry um, religion, I find religion to be kind of strange. Is there any religious people in the room? I won't attack you personally or anything. <laughs> but I find it to be quite strange. Like, I feel like religion, you, it works for you when you're younger. It makes sense then because you're like, oh, uh, Jesus is unconditional love for me, free snacks. <laughs> this sounds great. <laughs> then you go older and it starts making less and less sense. Like, nowadays I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, I don't think I need a God that's wrathful, jealous, makes me get on my knees to apologize. Like, I already have a boyfriend for that, you know? <laughs> <sighs> okay. So the boyfriend part was a lie, uh, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> so I, I, I've been identifying since I started in comedy as bisexual. If you guys don't know what that means, it means I'm half lesbian on my mom's side. 
But I don't really feel like identifying as anything anymore because I'm just getting really, like, fucking sick of it, to be honest with you, because I feel like it's a waste of time. I feel like sexual identities are like scarves. I feel like we just try them on. It's all for fun. None of it matters. Like, there are some days that I feel very, 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 very gay. Then there are other days that I feel very, 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 very drunk. (laughs) It's just hard to keep track. Um, For me, at least. Uh, I decided recently that it was time for me to come out to my dad. And the reason I reached this decision is because I had been seeing the same girl for about a year. And I thought it was probably time for me to tell my dad about me being kind of gay or whatever. And so me and my father were going out to dinner. And I planned all day. I'm like, I'm going to tell him. I'm just going to show him the pictures. And it's just going to be fine. And um, I didn't do it. And I chickened out and wrote this joke instead. Because if you haven't already figured it out, I have pretty shitty coping mechanisms. (laughs) So I didn't tell him. But I did start thinking about what my dad's going to say when I tell him about me being kind of gay or whatever. And I figure it's going to go something along the lines of, well, at least you're not a faggot. Oh, Jesus, right. <laughs> yeah, because I think my dad's that type of homophobic. You know what I mean? Like, there's that's a certain type of homophobic. I don't think my dad's afraid of lesbians. I'm pretty sure my dad's watched lesbian porn before. I don't think we're scaring him. God forbid my little brother had to come out to my dad. My dad would be devastated that my little brother was a cocksucker. But what, he's going to be mildly disappointed that I stopped sucking cock? Don't worry, Dad, I still know how. (laughs) I was such a difficult child, though, you guys. And, like, I know why now, but, okay, so as a child, I was scared of literally everything. I was so just permanently afraid of everything. I was afraid of the dark. Every show I watched, I found something scary. Spoiler alert, undiagnosed anxiety disorder. But no one looks at a six-year-old like, it has anxiety. They're just like, she's being weird. And so I was mostly terrified of the dark, and my parents thought that the answer to this was to introduce more religion into my life, which you guys already know did not work. Um, But they would, like, make me watch, like, the VeggieTales and shit, but I was, like, the worst kind of kid. I would just become afraid of the vegetables. I'd be like, why is the cucumber talking? Help! (laughs) And uh, so that didn't work. And I remember one specific night. I came out of my room. It was dark. I didn't want to sleep in there. I was crying. I was like, let me sleep in between you. My parents came to be divorced, but that's probably unrelated. Anyway, (laughs) but I was like begging them not to make me go back to my bed. And my mom was like, Courtney, I don't know what you're so afraid of. God is always with you. And I was like, that's what I'm fucking saying. There's someone in my room. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) Um, there's probably a better comedy transition for this, but, uh, show of hands, anyone ever suck dick for weed? Yes? No? No takers. All right. So one girl went like this, and that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I've also never sucked dick for weed in the traditional sense of showing up at someone's house, getting down on my knees, and leaving with an eighth, but we'll talk about those girls in a second, because I don't... Because I don't have beef with them at all. (laughs) I think they're smarter than me. (laughs) Um, 
what I did instead was I hung out with a lot of boys who really weren't that interesting for a lot longer than I probably needed to hang out with them. And it probably had something to do with the fact that they had weed and I also sucked some of their dicks. So gets muddied, right? But what I will say about the other girls is that they left with weed. <laughs> I just left with this fucking shitty disposition. No weed, no self-confidence. Uh, but you know what? I have good news. Uh, this is a glow up you're witnessing because I don't do that anymore. I don't suck dick for, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this is why my parents are so proud. Um, but I, you know, when I, when I purchase weed, I do still get that I used to suck your dick discount. So I feel like if you have time for a brief foray into sucking dick for weed, it helped me financially a lot. Thirty minutes is a long time for you guys to put up with me, but you're doing it. Uh, I think arranged marriages are super romantic. <laughs> You'll learn more. <laughs> um, yeah, I do because if you ever talk to two arranged married people, they're always like, "Well, at first I thought maybe he was too tall, but," and then they're just like happy together. Like fifty years later, we're out here choosing the people we get to be with. We can't make that shit work. Other people are just getting assigned a person, and they're like, that's fine. <laughs> I think I'm mostly bitter about this because my parents don't have money, but they do have land, and they haven't forced any of you to marry me yet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe someone can talk to them after the show. Uh, I was leaving an open mic recently with my best friend. We were watching... <laughs> I just like when you hear that in the background of a show. It's really fun. It's like someone trying their best, but I heard it more than whatever I heard before. <laughs> okay, so sorry. I was leaving a mic, and me and my best friend uh, got catcalled. And usually, like, that happens occasionally, and it would have been fine, but I was just, like, a little drunk, and I wasn't having it. And I turned around, and I go, hey, fuck you. This is why women don't feel safe. To which they responded, okay even feminism could use a little humility sometimes it's fine uh i uh cried the other day while watching say yes to the dress which this is a normal like every woman in the room is shaking her head but like i have to tell you more information i cried because there were two lesbians on say yes to the dress and say yes to the dress was not prepared for this shit because one of them was like i want a pantsuit and they were like i think we have like one to like maybe two I don't I'm scared and then also what they aren't prepared for is usually when you do a wedding appointment right someone goes to like a groom's fitting and then the bride goes to the dress fitting because they can't see each other before the ceremony in their wedding outfits because that's like a superstition but they were both at the same bridal shop because they're lesbians right and the bridal shop was like oh no like we don't have blindfolds or anything and they had to look at the outfits next to each other so there's like tied veils around these bitches faces which was pretty funny and but it was a very emotional moment and I did get very emotional and um then I started thinking why do women watch other women try on dresses that is strange and not a hobby I'll probably never get married why am I crying at the show right now but then I thought about it more, and I was like, maybe I'm just really gay, and I love pageantry. I, 
really can't tell. Every once in a while, I drive very hesitantly. I do. I drive like a grandmother. Um, and it's because I was in accidents, I think, like, before I even started driving. So I'm just a very hesitant driver. But sometimes, occasionally, I'll run into someone driving slower than me. And I'll think, how could this person possibly be more stoned than I am right now? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I had this roommate uh, named Rachel in college. And we were best, best, best friends, like. When we moved into the same room together, we did that little girl shit where you, like, put your beds, like, not touching, but, like, next to each other in the room. And we were best friends all through college. And um, we kind of lost touch after college, which is pretty normal. But she recently got back in touch with me because, apparently, she fosters dogs from the same place I foster dogs. So we are Snapchatting. I was like, what's new in your life? She's like, I live with my dog that I foster failed and my boyfriend, and we bought this house. And I'm like... I'm so fucking happy for you, Rachel. That sounds lit as fuck. Uh, what's new in my life? Hmm, I stopped fucking men. And Rachel left me on red for 23 fucking hours. <laughs> and I knew what was happening. I knew what was happening. I knew Rachel was realizing. Oh, come in. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my God, hi. Oh, uh, please give a big hand for Sam Welch and her blonde-haired friend. So anyway, Rachel just had realized that she was living with a lesbian for a year. She didn't know it. I didn't know it. We were best friends. I wasn't, like, creeping on her or watching her undress or anything. We were best friends. But she was, like, struggling with that on her own, and I could see that because she left me on red for 23 hours. And uh, so finally she wrote back, and I knew exactly what she was going to say, and I was perfectly right. She wrote back, and she said, well, whatever makes you happy. And um, I don't know if I have ever really quite figured out a punchline for that or if I ever will, but I think the main moral of this story is just fuck Rachel. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about her anymore. Um, I think it's strange that I have to pee after I masturbate. I know a lot about sexual health from my current job, and the reason that you pee after sexual intercourse is because your body doesn't know what happened. Your body's like, maybe there was a dick. Maybe there were some fingers. Maybe someone didn't wash their hands. Maybe we have a UTI. We should pee. Man, this is especially important for you because you can die from UTIs. They're much more dangerous for you, but much less likely. Anyway, my point is I get myself off, and then I have to pee. Very confusing. My body should know I did not have sex with a man because I came. You've all been so fantastic. <laughs> I, I have another joke for you. No, that was serious. That wasn't sarcastic. Like, you're, you've been a fantastic crowd, and I appreciate you. I can't put the mic back up here because I will have to fucking do jumping jacks to talk to you. But I did bring it into the foreground to let you know that this is the end of the set. Uh, <laughs> is that 29 minutes yet? No, I'm kidding. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No one's making me do any certain amount of time. Are you guys familiar with the paddle wagon? Okay. I hate it a lot. I hate it so much that I wrote this entire joke about it. First of all, the paddle wagon is always full of 15 to 20 of the most annoying woo girls you went to high school with. 
I assume they're all named Ashley and Vanessa. I'm not sure how they keep it straight. They work something out beforehand. Um, okay, so I learned more than I ever wanted to know about the pedal wagon because my dumb woo girlfriend, Marissa, wanted to do it for her birthday one year. Um, so, so here's the rundown on that business model for you guys. First of all, really quick, you know you're the horsepower on that thing, right? You guys know you make, okay, so exercise, just to be clear. And then you also pay for every single drink of alcohol that you consume while aboard that fucking carnival ride from hell. <laughs> You're paying for the privilege to catapult yourself down the godforsaken streets of this fucking city at 15 to 20 mile per hour so you can slow down every other motorist, so you can listen to Katy Perry. Everyone else is late to work. And you're exercising and drinking and paying. Those are too, it's too many factors. Who is paying for this? Jesus Christ. So my friend Hannah was like, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it for, for Marissa's birthday? She really wants to. And I was like, no, fuck that. You know what we're going to do instead? We're going to go to the corner store, buy a 12 pack, go home, stand in a circle and punch each other in the fucking face. <laughs> more fun, more punk, more economical. Wait, I lied. You guys didn't laugh hard enough. I have to end on a different joke. <laughs> Hope you feel good about yourself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was my fault. It was my fault. Uh, some things are only funny when you're high. Do we all agree? Yes. yes. And then you go to show it to someone the next day, and it's like, you're like, this actually was not that funny. I just, I just smoked a whole blunt before I watched it. Um, sometimes my comedy might be like that, but I have some good news for you. Uh, you can always just... Walk straight out through there to the back patio, bat your eyelashes exactly two times, and any of the male comics here will smoke you up for free. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've been Courtney Taylor. All right, now we're back live again, live at Lampshade Media. Make some noise for yourselves. Thank you so much for coming out, guys. All right, all right, all right. We got Tiffany out there shooting. She's making you guys look famous, man. This is going to be awesome. It's going to look good. It's going to sound good, too. Uh, again, though, uh, be sure, you know, to uh, respect the space, respect the comics, all that fun stuff. I did get a message um, from the chef. The IPAs, we were told to push the IPAs. It's not like a fish thing, and they're about to turn. They're just delicious, and there's a lot of them. So drink them. Drink them. They're there. Um, are, those, are those from our official sponsors at Platform? No. Oh, well, then screw them, then. We need more room for platform. I think what happened with that was that maybe my little brother came and brought those. Up. He's Italian. He works at a place. He fell off the back of a truck. It's fine. And, and we love him for it. Yeah, we love it. Shout out, Jacob, and your rowdy ragtags team of not platform employees. Um, all right. Well, okay. So what we're going to do here, uh, is everybody good and seated? Because I know some people were kind of in and out. Uh, I saw one person came in, crept in like a ninja. Another came in like a fire truck. That was something. Um... <laughs> All right, so we're going to keep this thing cruising right along, by the way. Our next comic, you can uh, listen to him right here with you guys on this, on this podcast when it comes out later down the road, or just live right now. You can pay attention and really engage with him. And uh, he will be performing at the Super Dope Comedy Festival. Shout out to Dan Seabreeze, by the way, for, uh, for setting all that up. He's a, yeah, right? He's a, fr he's a friend of the, uh, of the show, of Lampshade Media. You can follow him on Facebook for show updates, and uh, he also works at Bob Evans, so talk to him about a uh, homestead for your next hangover. Um, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, make some noise for Joe Good.
it up for Tony Castle, everybody. Awesome. What's poppin', y'all? Oh my God, it's a tight. All right. <laughs> What's going on? Y'all like chocolate milk? Woo. Me, I like chocolate milk. It's pretty good. Y'all remember kids who drank white milk in school? You know, sociopaths. What's wrong with them? It's like it costs the same. Your mom's not here. Get you some chocolate milk. <laughs> Make sense? Kids who drank white milk are like definitely cops now. <laughs> sure. Guys, uh, I was trying to make tater tots the other night, but I couldn't figure out how to get my grown-up potatoes to fuck each other. <laughs> They're laughing at me. I put on Barry White lit candles. They wouldn't do it. It was some shit. Step state. Guys, I got some uh, chicken from Papa John's the other day. You know, things are going really well. And uh, <laughs> they said it was raised with no antibiotics. And I thought that was fucked up, because I don't want my chickens having strep throat and shit. <laughs> It's not cool. They already in the little cages, you know. Now they got to deal with sore throats and chlamydia and whatnot. It's not, <laughs> not cool. It's easy to fix, y'all. Get a couple antibiotics, a couple weeks, clear that shit right up. Although, it's a pretty uh, solid excuse if you ever find yourself a case of chlamydia, you know. You just be like, well, I got some of that chicken from Pop John's. They <laughs> <laughs> got no antibiotics, you know. <laughs> got me some chlamydia from Pop John's. It's these things happen. It's not my fault. You guys, I think uh, glasses with clear frames are like a little bit suspicious. You know what I mean? Because if you're finding them shits every day, you must be able to see pretty well. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something's going on. I think you're posing. You can see real good. And you're like, oh, I like to look smart. And it's bullshit. <laughs> I don't like it. I see you. I, I see you worse than you probably see me. That's fucked up. <laughs> Guys, y'all think uh, assassins go by all three of their names because their mom was really upset with them? <laughs> it's like, John Wilkes Booth, you get down from there right now, goddammit. <laughs> just about enough. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, you some bitch. It's like, Mom, it wasn't me. Don't try to blame them kids in grass. I know what you did. <laughs> Not okay. <laughs> Going to bed without dinner. Y'all think it's worse to send your kid to bed without dinner than it is to just beat him up a little bit? <laughs> it's like, it's hard to sleep on an empty stomach, but if you get your ass beat, then you get a bowl full of mac and cheese and cut up hot dogs. <laughs> you sleep real good, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Get it up for my mom here, everybody. <laughs> By the way, she, she didn't want my ass nut, but uh, I like that she's both the most comfortable and least comfortable person here at the same time. <laughs> it's fun. Let's see here. You guys, uh, I got this friend who climbs cranes for fun. It's true. Yeah, it don't make sense. <laughs> he goes up and it's like, and he puts a sticker on there, and I'm like, why you be doing that shit? You realize you could die? And he's like, yeah, man, you gotta. Set a goal for yourself, accomplish something, feels great. I was like, bitch, you ever do a puzzle before? <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> Amazing, I'm telling you. Also, you won't die, huge plus. <laughs> As I was listening to uh, Christian radio the other day, I like flipped through channels, and every night I was again, Christian radio was kind of fun. And they said, fear is a liar. Which I kind of get what they were saying, but like, sometimes fear is telling the truth, you know what I'm saying? 
For example, if you're climbing a fucking crane, <laughs> fear's got your back telling you to get the fuck down. Thanks, fear. <laughs> Y'all ever notice how manslaughter sounds way worse than murder? It was an accident, right? I think maybe they should change it to whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Vehicular whoopsie daisy. Sound a lot better when you're talking to your friends. Like, man, you got a manslaughter that's fucked up. It's like, oh shit, you got a whoopsie daisy. <laughs> you old car dude, these things happen, you know. <laughs> Shit'll happen. Y'all, the uh, great American poet uh, Sylvia Plath was found dead in her oven, like a long time ago, but it happened. And uh, <laughs> it said it was a suicide, but I was like, I don't know, man. I fucked up making chicken fingers before. <laughs> She can go horribly awry, you know. <laughs> Getting in there, make sure your chicken fingers ain't burnt. And, you know, you burn yourself and bonk your head on top of the oven, all of a sudden you're dead, face down, to pop your own chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's tragic. It happens from time to time, I'm certain. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all smoke cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I smoke cigarettes a lot. I know they, you know, give you lung cancer or whatnot, but I figure if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, then, you know, you've been missing out this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> They should put that on the pack. Like, Surgeon General's warning like, yeah, you're going to get lung cancer, but, you know, motherfuckers die every day. So <laughs> <laughs> and if you do get lung cancer, you can just feel free to run around the streets. Yeah. Don't got to worry about getting hit by no bus. <laughs> got a very limited time with the lung cancer and all. Got to get you across the street, get you another pack of smoke. Guys, <laughs> 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 uh, I kind of want to die. You know, not for any like sad hot topic reason. I just think it would be dope to be a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> you chill out, Big Smalls, and Alan Rickman. You play pranks on Hitler. <laughs> There's dinosaurs there, presumably. Ghost dinosaurs, the coolest kind. Patrick Swayze is there. You can go to pottery class and just fuck with people. Be amazing. <laughs> I was gonna want to die because I, I work at Bob Evans. Uh, so feel free to come on in and see how many goddamn crumbs you can make with one biscuit. <laughs> As people are want to do down there at the Bob Evans. Uh, lived there, I was working there, and I ripped on the ass of my pants. And nobody said anything to me, you know, all day. Which means no one looked at my ass, like, all day. <laughs> and I know it's not the juiciest of things, but I don't need that kind of hit to my self-esteem, you know. <laughs> I already work at the goddamn Bob Evans. It's not cool. You guys, uh, I was eating rallies the other day, and right before I got in there, I uh, bit my cheek. And I realized that's kind of like missing your vein before you do heroin. <laughs> so Jesus is a little way of telling you, stop what you're doing, man. It's bad for you. But you do it anyways because it's delicious and convenient. The rally's not the heroin. <laughs> Super not convenient, what with the dying and whatnot. Don't do that. Anyhow, you guys like mustard? No. Yeah. Like mustard? I'm a yeah. big fan of mustard. I like it. <laughs> I like mustard. It's good. Until you get all of your shirt, you know, and then you look sloppy. But if it's gray poupon, suddenly you look fancy as fuck. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is just go around with mustard on my shirt. People are like, you realize you got mustard on my shirt? I'm like, yeah, I'm not a fucking coal miner, okay? <laughs> fancy bra. Of course I got mustard on my shirt. Fantastic. <laughs> you ever notice how dyslexia kind of sounds like an old-timey city of the future? <laughs> Welcome to Dyslexia, City Future The Of. 
fantastic. <laughs> Y'all like the band Dr. Dog? Yeah, right on. <laughs> it's a pretty good band, but I think it would make a much better TV show. You know? Dr. Dog, MD. <laughs> Dr. Dog, what's your prognosis? <laughs> <laughs> it's worms, gotta rub his ass over the carpet stat. <laughs> okay. He could be addicted to pills like Dr. House is, but he just thinks they're like little balls of cheese and shit. <laughs> like, I need them. You guys, I uh, found out recently that rattlesnakes are almost extinct. So let me be the first to say, congratulations, everybody. We did it. <laughs> Fuck rattlesnakes. What we need them for? <laughs> what, we kill mice? We got kitty cats for that, y'all. <laughs> it's a much fluffier version of mice killers. <laughs> Worst part about not having rattlesnakes anymore is that there's going to be a lot less dope-ass boots around. <laughs> the real tragedy, a profound lack of dope-ass boots. <laughs> Y'all, I ordered a thesaurus online the other day. And uh, when it got to my house, I was really sad it wasn't a dinosaur. <laughs> I wasn't just sad, I was upset, dis disappointed, and up distraught. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> Guys, strip malls sound way cooler than they actually are. Go in there, see some titties, get an orange Julius. It's not that at all. It's like a cash advance place and Chinese food. But you know, both are dope, but not as dope as like a booty and a wetzel pretzel, you know what I'm saying? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I do work at Bob Evans. And uh, the other day, this lady said, Can I bother you with jam? And she misspoke, and I got that. I was like, You might be able to bother me with jam. <laughs> I've been bothered by a lack of jam before. If you tried, probably could bother me with jam. Like, smear it all on my steering wheel and I go to grab it. It's all sticky and shit. Like, I'm so bothered right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do this? <laughs> probably that lady at Bob Evans trying to bother people with jam. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a jam before. Pretty sticky situation. <laughs> 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 I know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I also literally want to be in jam. Y'all want to throw down on a tub of jam with me? Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> it'd be dope. You know, because jam's expensive, I can't do it by myself. But if we throw down a tub of jam, it'd be rad. Get some strawberry jam. I don't get it. You know, most people don't. You just dip dry toast and English muffins right in front of you. It'd be fantastic. You know? <laughs> Guys, I'm a little... Uh, Socially awkward, you know. I don't think I have full on Asperger's, but I'm pretty certain I got like ass French fries. <laughs> <laughs> like ass hot dogs, at least. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure motherfuckers talk about jam for that long. <laughs> have at least ass French fries. <laughs> I'm certain of it. <laughs> Guys, I think lamp stores should be open at night. Doesn't make sense who's walking around the daytime. They're like, know what I need? Fucking lamp. Yeah. <laughs> That's nighttime talk, folks. <laughs> Walk by an all-night lamp store, shit be popping up. <laughs> like, look at how well these things are illuminated in all these dark times. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm gonna give me one of them. They could expand, get glow sticks, candles. It'd be rad, y'all. It'd be lit, even. <laughs> <laughs> You ever think when someone tells you to uh, be careful on your way home, they get spiteful if you die? 
They find out the next day. I was like, dude, he died. I was like, well, I told the motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> Should have listened to me. An asshole, as far as I'm concerned. Y'all like poppers? Woo! If you're not familiar, it's a little jar you can get at like sex shops and whatnot. You shake it around, you take a whiff of it, and it makes your face feel hot. <laughs> it's pretty fucking rad. Uh, now, generally, it's used for dancing around and butt fucking, because it's also supposed to open one's butthole. <laughs> there never felt any uh, butthole opening sensations when I did it, so I did it one time when I was pooping. <laughs> God damn it, that's just not the most positive delightful experience I've had in a very long time. It's fantastic. Call them poopers. I like it. You ever see the movie uh, Finding Dory? Yeah, it's pretty good, you know, but in it, Dory does this whale voice, and it's like, and I thought it was like a little fucked up, you know? And I know because I was with my whale friend at the time. And he like died because we weren't underwater. You can't watch movies underwater. <laughs> right before, he's like, man, that's fucked up. And I agreed wholeheartedly, you know. It's 2019. Can't be making whale voices and shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Guys, I invented a new uh, snack food. It's called Sofa Mix. It's a lot like trail mix, but you don't have to be running around the woods like an asshole when you eat it. Fantastic. <laughs> 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 Just as good on the couch, y'all. I don't know how they get that yogurt heart. They get the yogurt heart where they cover the raisins and whatnot. I don't know how they do it because, you know, yogurt's notoriously, like, squishy. But <laughs> somehow they figure it out, and it's fantastic. Sofa mix, everybody. It'll come out soon. Because <laughs> clowns are wild, right? The thing about clowns is that their scariness depends on their location, you know. It's like a circus, that's fine. You know, middle of the woods, that's a little fucked up. <laughs> Storm drains, that's super scary. No one wants that. <laughs> Thing is, like, they're fine at children's parties, too, but, like, only if you booked them there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, clown just comes, and that's super scary. That's not cool at all. Ain't no one want that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> guys, I've been told that I have an old soul, because, you know, I like rock and roll and whatnot. I'm like, man, you ever wish you were, like, born back in the day? I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> Makes sense. You know, okay, because let's think about it. Jim Hendrix probably seen like, what, 100 buttholes in his lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Any one of us right now could look up 300 buttholes within like 30 minutes. <laughs> Live in the future, y'all. 2019 is fantastic. <laughs> Each and every one of y'all could see more buttholes than Jimi Hendrix has ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's the future. That's right. That's right, Mel. <laughs> Y'all work out? No. Ah, fuck that, right? Yeah, right on. I don't either. I don't know if you can tell, but uh, I don't. I whack. <laughs> yeah, I don't work out. I don't like it. Imagine the first guy who opened the gym. He's like, hey, man, I got this idea. I'm going to open this building, right? I'm going to fill it with a bunch of heavy shit, and I'm going to charge people money to come lift that heavy shit. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. It's like people who uh, buy dirt from stores for their house plants. Yo, if you need dirt, holler at your boy. I can get you some fucking dirt. <laughs> Name a price. I'll cut that shit in half. Fantastic. I don't run either. If y'all see me running, go ahead and start fucking running because me some shit's going to You do it with a gun, you know, spiders. Best case scenario, there's an ice cream truck somewhere. <laughs> That's why I run. Dudes with guns, 
And then, like, Spider-Man popsicles with gum for eyes. <laughs> Get them. Uh, y'all ever hear any good steak jokes before? No, no. <laughs> Probably not. On account of they're pretty rare. I know, you guys. That joke is dumb. I'll be real. I'm kind of dumb. Uh, for example, y'all know what lotion is? This is lotion if you don't know how to fucking read. <laughs> <laughs> Found that out when I was 17. So <laughs> <laughs> in the grocery store. I was like, Mom, what is lotion? <laughs> She's like, bitch, you mean fucking lotion? <laughs> no. <laughs> so upset, went home and swiped two bottles of peanut Greg up. <laughs> Got fucked up. It was fantastic. As a stupid person, I like to drink a lot of Mountain Dew. Uh, I found out recently Mountain Dew lowers the sperm count. So me, I stopped drinking that shit altogether. You know, now I just pour it straight down my dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm a sponsor. You know, I can't have kids. I want to fucking read. <laughs> if I do have kids, though, I hope they come out depressed. That's my because <laughs> you know, that's my kind of kid, right? It's like, hey Tim, you want to go to the zoo? It's like, nah, Dad. All those animals are trapped in cages. Like, if we are trapped in this thing, we call it life. <laughs> like, fuck, Tim, you're right, it's hot outside. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Stay inside, do it again, it'll be lit. <laughs> you guys like scat porn? <laughs> Probably not, you know. <laughs> right on, Mel like scat porn. Put that on, it's recording right now, Mel like scat porn. Uh, most of you probably not, you know. When I looked it up, I didn't like it either. I thought it was going to be like two people humble going, scoop bop, doop bop, doop bop, doop bop. Which would have been awesome, but it wasn't that at all. It was just a couple people pooping on each other. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> you know, that's my time, man, but give it up your host, Tony Castle. Yeah, keep it going for Joel. All right. He was just happy that Courtney showed up early enough so he didn't have to be in the middle. The, the, uh, the middle of a comic sandwich. He li Joel likes to be sandwiched in between comics. Yeah, that's the point. Oh, yeah. Comic sandwich, it's like... Um, comic sandwich is a lot like a piece of bread and a piece of bread, and then you have another piece of bread there in the middle, and then you ball it up and you throw it away because it's just empty calories. I told you not to be funny. I know, man. I'm just going to be very dark. Let's talk about funerals now. You guys ready to talk about safe needle exchange? Yeah! <laughs> well, just a heads up, everybody. We're going to go ahead and go into our intermission right now. Uh, so feel free to grab some food from Paddy Wagon, grab you some drinks from Platform. You got about as much time as it takes Mel to smoke a cloves, and they burn slow, so you're good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Lampshade Media. Give it up. So you saw two very awesome comics before, and you're about to see another awesome one. Uh, just again, we want to thank our sponsors, The Platform and uh, Paddy Wagon. Did you guys all get something to drink? You get, some, get your beer? Did you get an IPA, though? The IPAs are for the hipsters. You, you really want to get, or if you're uber hipster, you can get, there's a Steltzer, right? There's Steltzer back there? Fuck yeah! Right, you can get all that stuff. Yeah, man, right? Get it in. It's it's off-brand off claw, you know? Uh, but everybody, you know, and also there's food back there. I don't know if you guys had, uh, did, did mom left some of the Macaroni bits and hot dog tips, yes? Oh, uh, no, <sighs> well, they're not here anymore, are they? Now we got couch base, guys. So feel free to get comfortable. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming out. We're going to bring up our final comedian for the night. So be sure to give her your full attention. And we're going to go over just a couple little things right here. So 
Oh, yeah. Don't forget the Q&A after. Start thinking of those questions, guys, because the comics are going to come up here, answer your questions, and you can win prizes, uh, including all types of weird sex things. Uh, I think that better, better than the ones that Mel was throwing out later. I imagine they're bigger, so they won't land in your drink or anything like that. But uh, also, you can get a chance to be on the show afterwards, because they'll be doing a recording and doing interview questions with the comics. So be sure to uh, think of something fun. All right. So for our last comic, she is a local favorite. And you can find everything that she does at lesliebattlecomedy.com. That's L-E-S-L-I-E, battle.com. November 12th, she'll be at the Upfront Stage right here in Columbus doing the Miss Microphone event, which is an all-women event. Be sure to check that out. And recently was in the Top 100 World Series of the Comedy Finals in St. Louis. So, ladies and gentlemen, your final act. Give it up, baby, Leslie Mattel! I gotta fuss at Tony for a second. Cause I told you wrong, I told you wrong. So the oh. World Series of Comedy, it's a national competition, humble brag. <laughs> and there were like 650 comics that submitted and I was in the top 100. <laughs> so there were not 100 finals. Cause that'd take a long fucking time. But you know, no, nah, it's all good. How we feeling everybody, how's everybody? <laughs> I took the position of honor to do that. So there's this website called Black People Meet. Yes. <laughs> don't that prove we don't all fucking know each other? <laughs> For those of you that missed it, there was some excitement before the show, and I have to talk about it because it's fucking amazing. I'm going to be like a month-old chihuahua for like four months over this. And it's just, it, it's just great. So... Tyson and Mel have neighbors, Ayana and Will, right? I have friends, Ayana and Will. <laughs> so Ayana's introduced herself, and I was like, whoa, 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 your name's Ayana? And she's like, yeah, and I'm like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> and I drag her in here and introduce her to Ayana. I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool, that's so cool, that's so cool. We go back in the kitchen. Will introduces himself. He's like, I'm Will. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I come back out here and get this Will. I'm like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> That's not even the best part of the story, you guys. <laughs> I know it's pretty fucking cool. But poor Tyson comes out and meets Ayana and Will. And he's like, well, you know, I work night shifts, so this is why I'm just now meeting you guys. And these Ayana Will are like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and so now we're all pondering this eventuality that there are people who know one Will and Ayana and not the other one. And they're just like, how come you lying about where you were last Friday night? <laughs> How many other Will and Ayanas are there in Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody with your bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna stretch that shit out for 15 minutes. <laughs> that is freaking gold. So for those of you that don't know me, I'm 49 years old. I'm one year away from 50, a little bit less than a year. It's awesome! <laughs> Yay, black don't crack. I'm a fan, okay? <laughs> I don't 
don't know if y'all have noticed, but a lot of people look at my face and are like, bitch, you ain't 50. You're just trying to get pity. Well, I am, but <laughs> my kids are 26, 25, and 19. My daughter just went off to college. I know. My people have been fighting for freedom for like two centuries. I got a taste of them. It's freaking me out, okay? <laughs> got too many decisions to make. It was a lot easier when I had to go off of their soccer schedules. <laughs> Love having other people dictate to me. That's a lie. <laughs> let's erase that shit. No, let's <laughs> that don't need to get out there. I'm also a military vet. I served in the Army for a total of 26 years. <laughs> Retired from the Ohio National Guard in 2015. It's crazy to think I did anything for 26 years. It's funny, though, because there's a specific sector of the population who hate when I mention that I'm a veteran. They're all 22-year-old white male comics who've never served. <laughs> well, not Joel. Joel's cool. <laughs> but these dudes do. They come up to me after the show talking about, well, Leslie, you only tell people that you're a veteran so you can get free applause. Dude, I'm a twice-divorced middle-aged woman who's too afraid of commitment to get a fucking cat. <laughs> what you're not going to do is take away the one ego stroke I have left in my life. <laughs> not to mention, you just told five minutes of fart jokes for a drink ticket, Chet. <laughs> How about back the fuck up off of me, okay? <laughs> I wonder why I'm single. So... <laughs> being a veteran kind of contributes to me being single. I mean, is it really realistic for me to expect a man to get with a woman that he knows is trained to kill but still gets recycled? <laughs> <laughs> Jason's like, mm, that's a mm. <laughs> You thinking about that once a month grocery store trip, aren't you? <laughs> He's just like, damn, did she say pecan praline or butter's pecan? I don't know. <laughs> Don't want to be in a Lifetime movie. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's funny, though. My male friends who are all taken, so they're safe. <laughs> they're just like, well, Leslie, look at you. You're attractive. You're funny. You're intelligent. I mean, to some dudes, that's intimidating. And I'm like, intimidating <laughs> to pussies. <laughs> kind of guess that's the wrong word to say if you're trying to prove to dudes you're not intimidating, huh? <laughs> My bad. Want to wrestle? I mean, <laughs> At 49, I tend to date men that are younger than me because, let's face it, most dudes are younger than 49. <laughs> <laughs> That's not perversion, that's just math, okay? <laughs> Every year there's a new crop of eligibles, you know? I mean... <laughs> My friends want to live vicariously through me. They're like, well, Leslie, you and these young guys, honey, that makes you a cougar. I'm over like, bitch, I am brown in some places I'm fuzzy, okay? That makes me a cougar. Nobody watches Animal Planet. I could have swore Jack Hanna did a special on... Large cats, my bad, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's messed up, though. My 26-year-old, since he's my oldest, 
He gets to be my emergency contact because I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> hey, look, that's the best way to get your adult t children on team. Find mama some dick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he is like, I need to pawn this off to somebody. <laughs> of course, I was the cool mom when my kids were growing up, and so now my son thinks it's appropriate for me to still hang out with him and his friends. He's like, hey, mom, me and the guys are going to get some liquor. You should come hang out with us. Homie, first thing you need to do is tell me which one of your buddies you're the most comfortable calling dad. Okay. <laughs> 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 I don't have the heart to tell him I'm on his buddy Trevor's bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's 32, he's legal as fuck, okay? <laughs> Like, I'm not going to take 20-year age grab bragging rights every damn time. Recently realized at 49 years old, I'm old enough to cougar a 40-year-old. Feel some kind of way about that? Mostly because I made that realization while I was in the midst of cougaring a 40-year-old. It was worth my time. It wasn't that bad. I feel like we've bonded. I'm going to tell you a story. It's kind of dirty. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I met up with this young man from a dating site. Anybody ever have a hookup and you leave the experience wondering which one of you was the mercy fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, both of us have traits. <laughs> Bless his heart, he was trying to talk dirty to me, right? Now, you know that by me saying he was trying to talk dirty to me, evidently it was not done well, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, this is in the act, right? He whispers in my ear, oh, baby, don't you love this big cock? <laughs> I'm a very diplomatic person. <laughs> Because the first thought in my brain was, nobody in this bed has a big cock. <laughs> but then I had questions. Because I was having sex with a dude who hasn't watched enough porn to realize he doesn't have a big cock. <laughs> Now there has to be somebody on the other end of the spectrum. There's dudes out here walking around free range with huge cocks and don't know because they don't watch enough porn. <laughs> America, we are failing. <laughs> Once dated a gentleman older than me. He was about eight years older than me at the time. He was 54. Y'all can do the math. I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> White dude from Arkansas, because Leslie don't learn shit. <laughs> Four adult kids and nine grandkids. No, 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 no. I was super stoked to be Grandpa's black girlfriend for Christmas. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> shit was going to be amazing. I was YouTubing videos for a twerk workshop. <laughs> I was Googling recipes for chitlins. I never cooked chitlins. <laughs> Give them babies some culture. 
But nah, he wanted to get in that whole Fifty Shades thing. I know, my people have been over bondage for two centuries. Leave that shit in the past. <laughs> Let it go. I got worse than this later, ladies. <laughs> She's just like, oh my God, can I get a Xanax or something? This bitch is killing me. But it turns into one of those discussions he just has to win, right? He's all like, no, baby, it'll be great. All we need is a good safe word. Safe word? What the fuck is wrong with ouch? <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm the one with clips on my nipples, I can guarantee I'm not going to remember rutabaga. Get the fuck out of here with that. Rutabaga. When I left the military, I became a dealer. Damn, y'all got quiet. <laughs> I look like the kind of person that's gonna confess a felony in a room full of narcs. I don't fucking know, y'all. <laughs> I dealt blackjack over at the casino. That's what I was doing for a little while. It's an interesting job. Things happen in the casino that don't happen other places. It's perfectly appropriate for me to thank a stranger for the action. <laughs> it's not weird when some people just wanna watch. And all day long, I could ask random dudes, hey, you want to hit that? And I never get in trouble with HR. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of job. <laughs> awkward things happened in awkward things. One day, my table kept losing, kept losing. Finally, what dealt him a winning hand, this gentleman says, good job, Leslie. You made daddy proud. Sir, I don't even know my daddy, but you ain't him. You get to dial that shit back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Another day I was playing one-on-one -on -one with this kid. He was gorgeous, he knew he was gorgeous. You know how dudes just got that, that swagger, right? He was like a fitness trainer, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he decides he's gonna fluster me. He puts a $25 chip on the table, he slides it towards me, he makes eye contact and says, can you break me? <laughs> <laughs> this is how I know I'm maturing. <laughs> I can't just go in that situation willy-nilly anymore, right? I gotta see if my chiropractor's got some open appointments. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta figure out where I'm at on my catastrophic cap. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think he was gonna go halvesies on that copay I was gonna need when he got done with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I got them digits though. <laughs> Start doing some P90X, you know? <laughs> Found a great new dating app. It's called Uber Eats. <laughs> you haven't heard this one yet, huh? <laughs> I'm not even ordering food. I'm a driver. It's awesome because the app knows I'm a lonely old divorced lady, so they keep sending me hot dudes' houses. <laughs> and I get there, and they always look so hungry. You know? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I ain't doing nothing to them men. Remember, I'm too scared to get a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Had some interesting jobs over time. It's been interesting. 
I tell you what, though, going back to the casino, one of the things that I loved about working in the casino, they play music from all these different eras. You know, People think that music from the 50s and 60s is so much more wholesome, but is it? <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> There's this one song, the dude goes, you're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine, right? Use it in commercials and movies and stuff, right? I mean, everybody's heard that song, right? I do sound 17 to you. <laughs> I'm just asking a question. <laughs> Mary Wilson had a very famous song. No muscle-bound man can take me away from my guy. Thank you, because it's usually guys. <laughs> no handsome face would ever take the place of my guy. Sounds so sweet, right? <laughs> Sounds really nice. Do you realize Mary just backhanded called her dude ugly and skinny? That is some fucking <laughs> <laughs> passive aggressive, what the hell? <laughs> that is the theme song of a woman who settled. <laughs> <laughs> that is, baby, I'm not saying, but mom's about to write me out of the will. We gotta pop out some kids, let's do this. <laughs> But I think my favorite oldie. I'm gonna wait till the midnight hour. That's when my love comes tumbling down. I'm gonna wait till the midnight hour when there's no one else. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Not on a tender date? What? <laughs> Man, I just binge watched seven seasons of CSI. Nope. <laughs> You ain't getting me out of an Ohio cornfield with no witnesses. Nope. <laughs> All the nope. <laughs> like I mentioned, I've uh, been divorced twice. I only talk about the second one because he was a real asshole. <laughs> German Irish dude, down with the swirl. Yay. <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic. I live in Columbus, Ohio. Look at the dispersal of this room. <laughs> <laughs> Same way walking down the street. White dude, white dude, white dude. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is so white. How white was he? <laughs> With him, I had blue-eyed babies. Yeah, y'all giggle about that shit. That's my life, okay? <laughs> I was in the delivery street like, I'm gonna need a maternity test, okay? Because I just want to go to Walmart to pick up some Krispy Kreme. Somebody gonna turn that shit into an Amber Alert. I need to be prepared. <laughs> Too quick with them damn 911 calls. That ain't even a joke. <laughs> it's funny though, everybody's all excited about those 23andMe kids for Christmas. I'm like, I probably owe myself money. I'll pass. <laughs> okay, that one fell. That's good. <laughs> Once dated an Indiana farmer. I know, they grow pences there. That was a mistake. <laughs> Is it because I said pence in plural? That's a scary. <laughs> so was he. <laughs> it's funny though, my friends want to tease me. They're like, Leslie, what were you doing trolling farmersonly.com? It's not how we met. We met the old fashioned way. He saw me at an auction and made the highest bid. <laughs> 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 so 
So y'all trying to say you can't imagine me as a charity bachelorette for kids with cancer? Fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> 15 minutes ago, I was fucking my son's friends and everybody was on board. How am I the weirdo <laughs> right now? Somebody's like, I'm gonna key that bitch's car for real. <laughs> I love that joke. I'm probably gonna have to mention still be telling that joke. <laughs> like, it freaks people out. <laughs> so yeah, I'm at this time in my life, my body's changing, things are changing. It's funny, my poor kids have to deal with my senses changing. Like, they'll say something innocent and I'll hear something obscene. To the point that like they'll say something, I whip my head around, and I'm just like, what did you say? And they're like, uh-uh-uh, what'd you hear? <laughs> <laughs> my mom, don't hold out. <laughs> For example, going to the grocery store with my daughter. She's like, yeah, I wanna get a brewed coffee. A brewed coffee. I wanna pick up a brewed coffee. I'm <laughs> like, what? What are you saying? didn't understand her, had to repeat it three times because every time she said it, I heard boo coffee. <laughs> Look, I know my angel doesn't talk that way. <laughs> kind of feel like she doesn't need to know I know what that means, okay? <laughs> That's one of those conversations. Of course, she gets me back. Another day, I'm driving her to work, right? She's very pale skinned because her dad's German Irish, right? And I look over, she's got these beautiful freckles across the bridge of her nose under her eyes, and I'm just kind of like, um, freckles? Mm. And then I'm thinking, how have I not seen these freckles? My daughter is 19 years old. What kind of horrible person? What other things have I missed? I am a horrible mother. How have I not noticed these freckles? Mm. I swallow my pride, and I say, honey, have you always had those freckles? She's like, uh-uh, I painted those on this morning. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> YouTube video and some eyebrow pomade almost put me in the goddamn hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love them. <laughs> so, like I said, things are changing. But not only that, I mean, I'm a comic, I'm an artist, right? And I want to tell self deprecating jokes about my body because I think it's fucking hilarious. But there's always a super supportive person in the audience like, no, you're beautiful, don't talk about yourself like that. And it makes me think, am I just an artist trying to express myself, you know, exercising my free speech, owning my self-image? Or am I some kind of manifestation of the patriarchy that's indoctrinated us with conventional ideas of beauty that somehow I'm buying into this whole like bullshit about not being beautiful? Because after all, I mean, we all know that everybody wants to fall in love and procreate and do all of those great things, but isn't it just kind of like a mechanism of the patriarchy to, to God damn it, I knew I was gonna mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> a mechanism of the patriarchy to secure their tax base so that they can manipulate human development. And we're only now beginning to understand that we can take control of our bodies and we can generate, and we can cultivate generations that will embrace tolerance and empathy and that's exactly why I want to talk about how small my tits are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a good first run. That was <laughs> that's, that's a brand new one, and there's more to it, but I just I had to get it out. So that was, a, that's what that was. 
But seriously, how small are my tits? So, because <laughs> I've had four babies, right? So I'm supposed to have like something to show for it, right? Like 16-year-old me asked my mom, when am I gonna get boobs? And she was just like, well, I didn't get mine until I had you. And that was still just kind of like, I still don't know if that's gonna happen for you. Like she was, <laughs> thanks mom, appreciate you. <laughs> but weird things happen, right? Weird things happen, like, so I went to the public restroom, right? Automatic toilet, right? I did not stand up and it's still flushed. How tiny is my butt if it thought I was standing up and I was still sitting down? <laughs> Salty about that. <laughs> so here's the thing that happened. Um, as a veteran, I go to the VA for my health care, right? And you know, in the restrooms, they have the paper towel dispensers, right? You put your hand under and the thing. At the Columbus VA, they also have that for the toilet paper. Exactly. <laughs> Anybody else been to a bathroom that's got automatic? Exactly. <laughs> so I put my hand under to get some toilet paper. I hear bzzz. I'm like, something's just firing it up in the bathroom. I mean, <laughs> you do you, boo, but <laughs> never thought that would be a thing. <laughs> it was a freaking toilet paper holder. But I'm a filthy person. <laughs> I get. Mel was talking about the, the door prizes and everything. So here's the thing that happened. I won my one and only dildo. I don't own toys. I'm very old fashioned. I have man sized hands, it works. <laughs> <laughs> but I won my one and only dildo at a gay bar on a Thursday night. All right. Yeah, that was the universe telling me, bitch, be happy with what you got here. <laughs> Funny thing about it, the name on the box was Riley. And it was one of the toys that Wonder Duck gave. So like a week later, he's like, so how's Riley doing? I'm talking about him like he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the one. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. So I had the opportunity to go to a couple of weddings this summer. A good friend of mine from the military got married. Now, we've already talked about my uh, propensity to be generous in the affection department. And my friend, leading up to the wedding, I was just like, well, are you getting excited for a wedding? She's like, yeah, I'm excited to have sex again. I'm just like, you wait till you're married to have sex? That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. She's a good Catholic girl. <laughs> so we have the rehearsal. I'm her maid, her, her maid of honor, which shout out to my ex-husband for divorcing me so I could be a 49-year-old maid of honor. <laughs> <laughs> Step inside the church. There's no lightning bolts. I'm like, that's a good sign. I did not know that I could feel a desire to commit violence against a priest until this rehearsal. <laughs> this priest, well, let me just tell you what happened. So the wedding was very small bridal party. Me as the maid of honor, groom's brother is the best man, bride and her parents, groom and his parents, right? Mm -hmm. Eight people, eight ambulatory people. 
to walk up an aisle. Eight people. The priest and the wedding planner couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Excuse me? You can't just tell eight people to walk 50 feet? <laughs> they seriously looked like they were trying to choreograph a circus sleigh show. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's so complicated about eight people. And then I found out later, because the priest mispronounced the groom's last name. He's Mexican, his last name's Sotelo, S-O-T-E-L-O, Sotelo, right? Sotelo. <laughs> How can you lead a Latin mass and you can't say a Latin name? I got <laughs> questions, <laughs> sir, I have questions. And they corrected him at the rehearsal. Don't you know he messed it up at the actual wedding? I was like, you just fucking with people, asshole. Didn't know I could want to throat punch the priest, but here we are. <laughs> Any practicing Catholics in the room? I know you're not, but. <laughs> so who was raised Catholic? <laughs> Look, if you're here, you ain't practicing. <laughs> I do not meet people of the cloth at comedy shows. That's not how that works. <laughs> this was some Illuminati stuff to me. I'd never been to a Catholic anything, right? And there was the chalice with the, I guess, holy water in it, maybe. And he had the book and the Star Wars robes. And I was like, what? <laughs> this explains so much, though. But the craziest thing about the wedding, and I couldn't make this up if I wanted to. I'm not that funny. The bride's mother had her big gulp in the sanctuary. Because <laughs> gall darn it, she is not going to not have her big gulp with her everywhere she goes. <laughs> that was a fun wedding. The second wedding was my son's. A 26-year-old got married in August. I am officially a mother-in-law, you guys. Don't get excited. I like beauty shorts too much. <laughs> Bless her heart, my daughter-in-law was just like, well, you know, we don't know if we want to have kids. We're probably not going to have kids for a long time. I'm like, that's good, because you know I'll be dragging Junior with me to the Bahamas to get my groove back. So <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to see that happen. <laughs> Before the wedding, my son had called me. He was like, Mom, you know, me and Chris are having this bad. I need to talk to you. I'm like, talk to me? About relationship? He's like, well, yeah. I'm like, dude, you've met me. I mean, <laughs> you've got two dads, and they're both straight, okay? Half <laughs> of my dating records are in court records, okay? That's, that's like asking your vegan friend for a recipe for chicken wings. You'll get something. <laughs> are you vegan, Tyson? <laughs> Do you call them chicken wings? Chicken. Oh shit, we gotta talk about this. <laughs> I have so many questions. First of all, I am a little envious of people who can be vegan because I am addicted to, see I'm gonna say it, it's gonna sound like sex. <laughs> I am a carnivore, that's what I call myself because I can't go like days without some kind of meat-based protein. I'm a horrible person, I admit it, but, but I, I, I wanna find out about these cauliflower chicken wings, though, for real, like, like, so you just put it like in a buffalo sauce or whatever, or do you deep fry them? Air fry, probably. Air fry? Yeah. 
Y'all just made frying healthy and shit. I'm like, God damn. I might need to team up with you guys. I might need to team up. So I, went, I, I ended up going to the hospital a few months ago, and he told me that I have high blood pressure because, you know, I, why? How could Leslie have high blood pressure? She's a twice-divorced broke bitch. I mean, what? <laughs> what could possibly be stressing her out? And the thing is, like, I already don't smoke. I don't drink alcohol a lot. And so the doctor was just looking at me like, but you gonna die then. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. You ain't got no bad habits? That's dumb. <laughs> Find you some dick, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> How cool would that doctor be if he was like, let's find you some dick? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've got references. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Let's see. I'm going to get out of here. I want to thank you guys so much for sticking around and hanging out tonight. We've had a great time tonight. I appreciate you coming out and support live comedy. <laughs> Because you know, as comics, we are quirky people, aren't we, Joel? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <You're> so wasted <laughs> right now. <laughs> I can never tell if, tell if Joel is wasted or he's just like that fucking mellow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was expecting him to be just a little more bouncy, and he's just like, nope, it's not who I am. <laughs> like I said, middle age is interesting, it's interesting. The thing is, I kind of feel like, like, People need to understand. I'm, I'm a member of Gen X. I hate that name, but it is what it is. If there's anybody that society should not expect to want to grow up, it's Gen X. Y'all, one of us made skateboarding a job, okay? <laughs> we were trying so hard to get the 80s back. You just don't know. My son drives me bonkers, though. He's like, hey, mom. I've been listening to all this great 80s music. You ever hear this band called Duran Duran? <laughs> Well, you was all 15 seconds away from getting named Rio. If you don't get out of my face <laughs> right now. <laughs> Andy Taylor is about 37% of how you got to this planet, okay? Uh, <laughs> you asking questions you don't want the answers to, son. <laughs> but I kind of feel like Gen Xers are like the tweens of adults, you know? Like when we talk to somebody in their 20s, oh my God, you're such a baby, you've missed out on so much. Minute I want a bitch about being old, there's always some 80-year-old like, uh-uh, uh rookie, slow your roll. You still got your gallbladder, bitch. <laughs> and I bet you was born with both those knees, too. <laughs> Tyson, you all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's so honest, right? He's like, nope. And see. Um, I do this for people who've been through a difficult breakup, you know, myself, I didn't talk about my ex-husband that much, so that's good that therapy's working. <laughs> if I should stay, I would end up in jail someday. Yeah. <laughs> in Cleveland on purpose. That's the thing. We've all established Leslie doesn't make big, good decisions. 
and I sang those first two lines, right? This lady yells out, shoot him in the face! We're <laughs> like, honey, I just spent a half hour trying to prove to this crowd that Orange is not this bitch's new black. Calm down. <laughs> So I'll go, cause I know I'm stuck paying all these bills anyway. And I will always hate you, yeah. I'll always hate you. Thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. Shit, give it up for Leslie Battle. Wow. Chloe, Chloe to war for you, literally and figuratively. Did you guys have a good time? Yeah. All right, so yeah. just one more time. Give it up for Joel and Courtney with the U. Leslie at the end. Thank you so much for coming again. Uh, we want to shout out the sponsors, you know, uh, Platform Brewing, Paddy Wagon, all that stuff. But stick around because we're going to do the question, uh, question and answer thing. It's going to be brief, so get your questions ready, and then we'll uh, have the comments come up here and get it all knocked out. Thank you so much again. Thank you for Lampshade. Thank you to you, Mel. Shout out to Mel, by the way. Shout out to Tyson, by the way. Tyson's all right. Tyson's all right. All right, guys. Have you guys been thinking about your questions all night? Um, we have, actually, like, we have a bag. Full of, I, Courtney, can you grab that other bag when you walk up here? Because uh, we need all the comedians up here. We're about to get into Q&A zone. That, that pink one that could only come from the garden, the place which has employed you in the past. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> All right. I'm going to, so here's the number one rule of, we got we to gotta separate out. That's only lube in that bag. And then all of the toys are in that bag. We've got, oh. Actually, those, those people weren't here early enough. Like, yeah, they needed the lube. All right. Joel, Joel, you here? Joel, we're doing it, man. It's live. It's, this is live. There's no, there's no Bill O'Reilly, fuck it, we'll do it in post because I'm wearing a tiara. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. There's only one microphone, and if you're talking without it, you're not here being heard. Right, not unless I'm screaming. Okay. Uh, okay. So there's some very nice things in this bag. We'll talk about it a little bit. This is a, a Tantus cock ring. The reason they're nice is they're flat. They don't roll. Great product. They make a great product over there, Tantus. These are some sexy. Uh, Dice. You're selling it. Thank you. Thank you. So the deal with the dice is you roll them and they say things like lick ass and then you do it. <laughs> Another Tantus cock ring. High quality. This is a tiny paddle. Oh my god. Actually, I love this prize so much I wanted one of these. Look how cute it is. And so you can show that you're a kingster on your uh <laughs> on your hearing, this is a ghost stick. It's a little baby vibrator. It won't last forever. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's tiny. You gotta ask a good question. But you have to ask a question to win these prizes. But I'm just laying the prizes out for you. Uh, uh, more oral sex dice. Wow, what's going on there? Tiny paddle. 
Wow, a lot of repeated prizes. Well, Tiny. there's more than one gift to give here. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. It's not like everybody's getting the same package here. So anyway, so quality sweet. products, quality <laughs> products, quality products. You have to ask the best question. There we go. There we go. Are you guys ready? Hey, don't forget also, if you ask the very best question, the most interesting question, our judges will also give you the opportunity to be on Lampshade Media Presents, whatever the fucking name happens to be. Um, at the moment, I'm just saying, we, we change from time to time. We, you know, we're, we go with the flow, Lampshade Media. Anyway, anyway, the point is, the two very best questions will be a call-in guest on our podcast. When we, because after the show, you know, we, we interview each of these people here. We talk to them. I talk to them. We get very drunk like I am right now. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we have a good time. But anyway, so the best two questions, uh, the point being, is you get to say the best thing ever. I'm dragging on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so drunk. Sorry. We'll edit this out. <laughs> all right all right what i'm gonna get this thing kicked off well you guys are just building your courage up i'm gonna get this thing kicked off i'm gonna ask y'all a question um <laughs> can you name a moment where you were like i'm just thinking of a moment as a as a performer where you were like not quite sure and then you fucking did it you mean like every fucking time <laughs> and you don't have the microphone leslie you mean like every time, right? Because every, I, I, speaking for myself, I mean, Ayana can tell you, I was practicing that joke that I ended up doing, mm, okay. And I mean, at the end of the day, so who didn't like that joke? You know what I mean? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but my, my point being is a lot of times we as comics are like super in our heads about how it's gonna go. And at the end of the day, you know, nine out of 10 people in the audience are like, fuck, I'd never do that. You know, so it's not like the audience doesn't want you to be successful. We're just like, oh my God, they're gonna hate it. And I'm gonna say this one word wrong. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard a comic go, oh, I messed that up and I've done it too. And it's like, everybody's not, he's like, you did, did you? You know, we, we don't know that you did. So yeah, the, every freaking time actually, for me. Repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can know exactly what I'm saying. No, no, we, I, I, I get it. So basically what I'm saying <laughs> is, has there been a time when you were about to perform and you're like, I don't know. Yeah. And then you do it, you oh fucking rock. <laughs> okay, so when I first started comedy, I was, I was like really, I quit a few years younger than I am now, but like not that much, but, <laughs> but like enough that I once did comedy on my birthday and I thought it was gonna be so good. I was at the shrunken head. I was like, everybody watched me. And then I was like, someone record me. I like gave my phone to someone. And then I just did the drunkest, like most incoherent set ever. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. I watched it the next day and I was like, wow. Yeah, so I think that in that sense, it does get, like you, you gradually start to understand that like, it's an art you have to participate in. Like, you can't just, you know, be like, well, this is such a fun blackout drunk activity. You have to, like, <laughs> you have to be like, wait a second, uh, this is a fun thing I do that I have to actually, like, use my brain for. 
if that makes any sense. <laughs> Joel, it's your turn. Joel Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every time, and then like you said, like you get all excited that you're gonna do it, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna party, get loaded, and then all of a sudden you go up there and you're a goddamn mess. <laughs> Done that many a time. So for the record, y'all can tell I'm the only one that's not drunk, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's your fault. That is your fault, okay? All right, we got a hand in the air. This is Jason Smalls right here. All right, you guys ready to hear what Jason's got to ask? This is a a potential winner. We got a potential winner right here. Pressure's on. Um, as As a comic in today's age, when you're coming up with your jokes, do you struggle trying to keep in mind all the bullshit when it comes to um, being politically correct and Instagram and social media questioning every single thing? Or do you completely ignore and just go for what you want? Damn. Courtney says yes. She's got an answer for this one. Looks like Joel's got an answer too. Uh, So, okay. So, in my opinion, I mean... Like, do I take that shit into account? Yes, absolutely. I think it's really important that my comedy is, like, not punching down at other groups. Like, I mean, I'm part of marginalized groups like queers and women. Therefore, why would I punch down at other marginalized groups like minorities, people of color, for example? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I definitely keep that political correctness in mind. There's a lot of people who tell you political correctness is ruining comedy. Those people should write better jokes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) honestly, because, like, I have had so much success in comedy myself without punching down at groups outside of myself. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's very noteworthy that that's not something you need to do. Like, it's very, and especially in Columbus, that's not something that's celebrated at all. Um, but as for the people who do choose to like punch down at groups, I suppose, I, I guess I can't like say that's not comedy, but I think it's like just not necessarily very good. Um, and now to Joel. (laughs) Can you put that more succinctly? (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, like she said everything. I feel like we're going to be like adding on. Well, I'm just going to say, I told a joke about bondage and auctions. So, <laughs> but I mean, my, my point being, I'm a firm believer that just about anything can be made funny. But don't be fucking around with it. Because it's people that just want to throw out words and say, oh, I made that funny. No, you didn't make that funny. And you're, you're actually, like, making it worse for people who have had that experience. I mean, there are some comics who do some amazing things with some really heavy topics. It can be done. But... Like, for me, like, everybody was just like, oh, well, you know, when 45 gets elected, you're going to have all the... I don't fucking talk about him. Everybody's talking about him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, have I said some things that somebody might look back and be like, ooh, well, I don't like what you said. But I also got some feedback once from this person who didn't like the fact that I talked about my kids being mixed. Like, they were offended by that. And I was just like, I can't, I can't take responsibility for everybody else's bias. I mean, at some point... You just have to accept that this is my story and this is where I'm at. 
But like Courtney said, I'm not in the business of being like, oh, white dudes, bleh, bleh, bleh. I mean, you know, I could. But <laughs> I narrow it down to 22-year-old white dudes who don't have any fucking respect for veterans. So all of a sudden, it's not so bad. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, I wasn't doing this to be like, ooh, me. I was like applauding with my belly. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I don't really do that myself. I talk about how lamp stores are not open at night and shit. Isn't that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it didn't, like, you know, cross my mind, but that to me is like, that's some serious shit. Like, yeah, people do great stuff with it, but that ain't my bag necessarily. <laughs> Fair enough, man. What are uh, uh, what you guys uh, think about your next joke? Oh, you know what, Stephen, you're ready, aren't you? I have a question. You got a question right the fuck now. All right, you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play around here. Let's get right to it. What's your question? Hello, I'm Stevie J from around the way. Uh, <laughs> also a comic. I do comedy. I write comedy, and this is just something that I've, I've been meaning to ask. Like. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all fans of comedy. We're all here, and we all know a lot of comedians. Who do you think might be the most overrated comic, oh. in your opinion? And I ask all three of you, the most overrated comic. Oh, uh, national level? Uh, I'm not even talking about national. We're not doing that. I don't want nobody in my inbox. I'm just talking about all time, the most overrated comic. So you're saying, as a uh, as a backup, it can be national. <laughs> I'll, I'll say just general, but no, no. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Who what wants to take this, this bomb? I mean, I think the easy answer is Dane Cook, right? Yes. 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 Thank you. Dane Cook. He's not that funny. Cop out. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna super cop out on this question because. I'm actually that one weirdo comic who doesn't study a lot of comedy. And so th the reason that I say that is because, you know, I just know the comics that I know. And so the people that I watch are people that I like. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm watching a special and I don't like the first 15 minutes, I turn that shit off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I don't really have an answer to that question other than I'm really good at avoidance. And that's what my therapist told me. <laughs> <laughs> Say Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jerry Seinfeld a lot, but he doesn't need to get that much money for what he has done. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what's the deal? And then now he has $50,000. $50,000, that's a lot of money to me. $50 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's both. And then he's kind of gross, too, so that's. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld's whack, is what I'm trying to say, but also cool. <laughs> He smelled very nice. I met him once. And kind of like to add on to that, we're at a point in our society where we recognize that those beha behaviors are bad. So there's a lot of comics who just aren't aging well, who had, you know, really controversial things in like the 70s and 80s or whatever, and everybody's just like, ooh, we were listening to that, thought that was funny, you know? So it, it's kind of difficult to like really put it. And again, you know, using the Louis C.K. example, I mean, branching into other arts, there's people who've done some really heinous things, and people are just like, yeah, but you know, that's that's not their art, and it's just kind of like, oh, but see, you know, I can't be on board with somebody who's doing heinous things to other people, 
and you know, so I mean, that's a case by case thing, but it's just there's a lot of things. Like there's this one song they play on the Oli Station all the time. It's MC Reed, I Got a Man. Yeah. That song has not aged well. If anybody knows which song I'm talking about, it's this rap song, and basically this dude is trying to shame this girl into hooking up with him. And she's like, no, I got a man. He's like, what's your man got to do with me? I got a man. And in the day, I was like, so cute, because he was spitting his game. And I was just like, this dude is absolutely harassing this woman. What the fuck? You know? So, I mean, only time will tell. But I think that as we progress as a society, and we see which, which behaviors are actually, you know, uplifting to each other versus tearing other people down, then our, hopefully our taste will adjust to, to be a little more inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> And we got any, uh, any follow-ups there? Jamie. All right, what's your, what's your question? This is an easy one. Do you practice in front of the mirror? <laughs> all right, all right, here you go, Leslie. No. Hey. Not that either. That is something that they say that you should do. I I am the worst as a comic. I'm just now starting to use a notebook. Any comic in the room knows this. Just like, how do you not have a notebook? I'm just now starting to use a notebook. Like, I used to never write anything down. I used to do everything just what comes out of my head. But as far as like practicing in front of a mirror, a lot of people don't believe this, but I am really a very self-conscious person. Like, when I first started doing comedy, you know, they tell you to, to to record everything that you do because you need to listen for the inflections, you need to listen down. It was easily about seven, eight months of me doing comedy before I would ever watch or listen to anything that I did because I was so self-conscious about it. So no, I don't practice in front of a mirror. You sound like you, sound like you might want to talk to Dr. Terrence Bjarnes. Um, well, uh, you know, you, you guys might not know about this yeah. yet, but we'll see, he might, he's helped some friends of mine. He's an experimental therapist that uh, is an associate of the show. He's uh, well within our budget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got an answer for that one? Uh, is this experimental therapist, like, make you do LSD while he does it or something? That's what it sounds like to me. You only have to talk to me. Okay, sick. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't do that at all. I like to do it while I'm in the car or something. I don't watch myself. I got roommates and shit. I can't <laughs> be in my <laughs> bathroom. Just to say it out loud, okay, and then, but no. But in the rear view mirror? Not in the, no, because that's dangerous. Yeah, no, it, I think, okay, first of all, we wouldn't do this if we weren't a little bit narcissistic. But we don't do it in the mirror, for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> I mean, no. Never do I want to both hear myself be talking and watch myself be talking. <laughs> At the same, does, do either of you ever want, no, that's like worst case scenario, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're not that fucking narcissistic. <laughs> All right, next question, everybody. He's got one. Oh, we got one. Tony Casa. He's got a question. Hey. He's legal. You can't accept a prize. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want the prize. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm very boring in sex, so this is not something. Um, I just have a question for all the comics. Uh, 
Have, uh, I guess we could just go down the line. Have, have you ever stolen anything? One time I was at Nordstrom's and I went into the dressing room to try something on and I put some earrings in my ears and then I walked out with them. So, yes. Oh, shit! I thought you meant like stealing jokes. Um, let me see. Have I ever stolen Right? But no, I, I'm trying to remember. Now, mind you, I gotta remember like twice as many decades as the other comics, so. <laughs> Tiffany Detzel that is, uh, that is doing the photos, can you edit in a halo? Can you edit a halo in for her? Thank you, thank you for that. Joel, have you stolen a thing? I like the, the <laughs> I like the loose candy, you know, and that's like bad. But one time, like I got my nipple pierced as a goof. <laughs> Just for one. And I wasn't like about to pay for nipple rings, you know what I mean? So I like. Opened the pack in the Walmart and shoved it in my nipple. That's the most intense experience I've ever had in a podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for that, Joel Good. So, <laughs> Melody, would you like to ask a question given your hand is raised and requesting this microphone? Shut up, Tyson. So, uh, have you ever considered a fourth dimension, and what would your comedy be about if there was one? A fourth dimension. I think is uh, what? What is comedy in the fourth dimension? We're getting real fucking sci-fi. I'm high. That's fine. I think in the fourth dimension, my comedy would be about how awful women are. <laughs> I just need some clarity. Are we talking alternate reality? Because <laughs> honestly, oh y'all, y'all are gonna be like Leslie. No, <laughs> I mean if we're talking like Bizarro type thing, mine would be about how much I love myself. Then I told you. I don't know if I'm wrong, but isn't the fourth dimension time? So like 20 minutes is the best I can do. You gave us everything. <laughs> All right. Does anybody have another question? We need hands up in the air for this shit because uh, I can edit out a lot of this request time. Have you ever had an experience where nobody like laughed at your jokes? I've been to an open mic. <laughs> Some of y'all might find this hard to believe, and I've complained to the Ayana and Will that I've known before. <laughs> Urban crowds hate me. Hate me consistently. If I'm in front of an urban crowd, I get next to zero laughs because the way that I deliver is not deaf comedy jam, 15 F-bombs. And it's funny because other comics are just like, Leslie's hilarious. 
but get me in front of an urban crowd and time after time after time I'm just getting blank stares and and the thing is too though if you're not a super confident person but because I've had that experience re repeatedly I tend not to be as confident when I get in front of an urban crowd so it just saying <laughs> I think everybody here is bombed, right? Joel, you bombed me off. Uh, actually, our experience is much more defined by that than like nights like tonight. Mm -hmm. That's the truth, mm -hmm. is that like most nights, we're lucky to like get one or two people in the audience who want to laugh at us, and then nights like tonight just feel like magic because of all of you. That was delightful. But yeah, I've totally eaten shit on many occasions. Most <laughs> <laughs> time is uh, back dicks. I, like, I, I used to say, I like plates of shit at the spectators' lounge. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. I, that was the, because most of the time I eat shit at open mics, but spectators' lounge, they like booked me there. And I did 10 minutes and <laughs> I just ate plates of shit. <laughs> Very upset about that. So, yes, lots. I'm looking for you. One more. One more? All right. Our, okay, let's have a little little audience poll. Does one already like popular person get to ask two questions? Yes. <laughs> 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 Who has a question that hasn't asked one yet? Taylor? Shy. Also, it gives me a chance to win a prize. So, you better go for it. I know. Okay, so my question is like, personally, I'm not in like the comedian crowd, I'm in like the poet crowd. So, do any of you like participate in other like art forms besides comedian, like comedy? Any other art forms? You go first every time. You're so excited. I would just want Joel to go first right now. You participate in other art forms? I do. I well, I have. I played the drums one time in a very awful band. Yeah. I've got an electronic drum set, no big deal. Keeps it quiet. In apartment. But yeah. Can you go first? Okay, so a couple so things. It, right? Yeah, it was, it was worth waiting for. It was everything else in my life. But <laughs> I actually got to be in a dramatic production of a play. And the thing is, I was a theater kid in high school. And so before I started comedy, I actually wanted to do community theater, but I couldn't commit to rehearsal schedules because after my divorce, I had my kids week on, week off. And that was the thing, was when I had my weeks with my kids, I'm with the kids. So that's how I started comedy. And so. Now that all my kids are grown, I had this opportunity to do this play. It was called Building the Wall. And there were only two characters, and it ran 80 minutes. And basically, I portrayed a history professor who had been chosen by this death row inmate who was a Trump supporter. And in this fictionalized present, he had been in charge of a detention facility where things had gone horribly wrong. 
And so it's 80 minutes of us basically like, I mean, there were parts where we were literally shouting at each other because, you know, just the divergence of, of ideology. But so rewarding. <laughs> so it ran for three weeks. We had 11 performances, and that was after about six weeks of rehearsal. And it was awesome. I really, I, I didn't realize how much I had missed acting too, but I, I still, comedy is like home now, so. Oh, and I danced a burlesque once. Uh, I do sketch comedy sometimes. You guys are familiar with Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah. Okay, well, that exists in your city. It's called Monday Night Live, and I'm on it. Yeah, and we do, like, weekend update and stuff like that, and we do fun sketches. Uh, again, acting is super rewarding, though. I do find that, like, specifically for me, my talent is, like, I'm like the Pete Davidson of M&L. Like, you know how he, like, writes his own? He's more a comedian on a sketch comedy show. That's very much my experience, too, like acting is not my forte as far as other like hobbies i mean i love watching all of you do art and make art and like make things that make you happy that's constantly inspirational to me all right yeah art okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right who's got the next question the possible winner of one of these glorious cock rings <laughs> Or we have a, uh, a a bullet that will not last forever, but will give a certain amount of enjoyment for a while. Yeah. That is what we have. And, you know, more questions. All right, you guys enjoy the flight. It's not a flight, it's to Marietta. So, like, enjoy hell, yes? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of fun signs on the way to Marietta. Keep an eye out. All right. Marietta, any questions? Good transition. <laughs> All right, you got one. Wait, wait, wait. What are we doing? God damn it, Mel. Melanie's already gone. Bullshit, Mel. 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 Oh, this Mel? All right. Melanie. I thought he was talking to me. This is Mel number two. What are your signs? Are you a are you a Pisces? Dang it. Oh. I'm a Pisces. Are you? Wow. Oh. Yeah. Courtney, what is your sign? This is not me asking you. I'm not pick, trying to pick you up. I'm a Pisces. Also, I know more about astrology than anyone else on stage. I think. I can vouch for the, you know more than me. I'm a Leo, actually, believe it or not. But this is a Leo that's been through two divorces and, and some cranky kids. So <laughs> I realized I didn't have a lot of time for bullshit. So it's just like, yeah, that kind of calmed down. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> like a Ford? Uh, no, like <laughs> the star Taurus. Yeah, my bad. Taurus. Yeah, I was. In I don't know a lot about astrology. I don't know either. It's the thing. I just know of that. I hear we're sensual lovers. <laughs> That's all I've heard. The fact that you said I hear makes me have questions. <laughs> all 
All right, does anybody else have any questions? Because we have way more prizes. You, you are done, okay? You drunk? Melanie, number two? Melanie, number two, you are done for the night. I just got one more. All right, you got one more, because I got, I got questions too, okay? I'm pretty good at this game. You guys can challenge me. All right, okay, so Stevie J from around the way. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite comedy special? Your favorite comedy special, all time. All time, go. That's a tough choice. Uh, currently, I'm gonna have to pick... God, I hate when you ask me too quick. <laughs> Scared to say her name wrong. Kathleen Turner in trouble? No, that's not her name. God, she has blonde hair. Anything by Natasha Leggero, Oshos, she has amazing specials. Hannah Gatsby's Nanette was amazing. They aren't my favorites. My favorite is Kathleen Ryan in Trouble. There we go. Sorry. Yay. Took me a minute. She's a UK, well, she's really, technically, she's from Canada, so she's not, it's not really UK. But she do, she just doesn't talk like us. But she's <laughs> she's so elegant and intelligent <laughs> compared to us. Yes. So this is gonna sound awful because I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> but I'm actually I'm actually a fan of Trevor Noah's Trevor yeah. Noah's standup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love the. First of all, when you know the story about how repressed black comics were in South Africa as he was gaining traction, I mean, that, <laughs> like, you know, we think that we've got some challenges. It's just like, they was literally able to kill motherfuckers, you know, <laughs> so ugh. But just his spins on race and, and, and coming to America and his, you know, observations of, you know, just how different the culture is and everything, I just find that, like, that's so, it's, it's, it's educational also, but I mean, just the way that he turns everything into humor and brings the humor out of these like horrible things. It's just, I mean, to me, that's like resilience. So, Trevor Noah's my, my, my dude. And any cute too, but you know. <laughs> He's not the Trevor from my joke. I like uh, Dave Chappelle's Killing Him Softly. Yeah! Pretty good. And, uh,. Well, John Mulaney's uh, new in town. Yeah. Big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Now I gotta go home and watch all the videos. <laughs> <laughs> all right, does anybody else? We, no. we are no? no. no. I'm done. We're all done? We're, we've just, we're just so tired now. Okay, oh, that's gonna go away. We are now, we are now coming back. <laughs> We are about to decide. We have two people, two questions that you want to talk to. All right, here we go. Okay, the two winning questions are. Oh, we got an official decision. Order in the court. Stevie J. What? Stevie J. Stevie J. Well, actually, he need to come in here. 
So our two, our two question winners are Stevie J and Jason Small. Stevie J and Jason Smalls, how do you feel about your victory? Uh, are you confident in your uh, chances of having a good conversation on the podcast? Uh, I'm really high. I'm about to roll up another joint. Uh, Biden, 2020. I think you're going to do great. Jason, Jason Smalls, how do you feel? My other question was going to be about the fifth dimension. Hey, thank you guys for coming to Lampshade Media Presents Live. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food, Platform Brewing Company, and The Garden. <laughs> <laughs>